special education parents and teachers, the overwhelm is real. We all know that we have better days than others. We have better weeks, better months. We just have better seasons sometimes than other times. And the overwhelm can just get overwhelming, right? Like there's just so much going on in your work life, your personal life, your home life, your friendships, so many things that's happening that sometimes we get lost in how to get back on track. In fact, getting back on track sometimes even feels overwhelming itself. So being a single mom for almost a decade, then remarrying, blending my family, uh, launching two daughters into the real world. You guys might have seen that I have uh, sent my youngest daughter down to Florida, where my oldest daughter moved a few months ago. There's just been a lot going on. On top of that, we have the special education system that, quite honestly, is still a hot mess. It has been for a very long time. Uh, of course, our, our just disasters that have happened in the world in the last 18 to 20 months have just put a magnifying glass on everything that was already struggling inside of the special education system. So there's just a lot that's happening. So I want to share with you three strategies that I use to conquer overwhelm uh, throughout my personal life and throughout my work life. And I'm going to tell you where I failed. In the last nine days, maybe, you know, nine, 10 days, I've had a lot that has happened and I got way off track and I don't let myself get off track for too long because when I realize it, I'm like, okay, it's time to get back on track. So I'm going to share with you three strategies that I use, what I did wrong and how I'm going to fix and kind of course correct where I'm going. So again, this is for work. This is for personal. This is for yourself. Okay. This, this is something that you do for yourself. This is not about getting back on track so you can do all the things for everybody else. This is so you feel that you're having quality days, just quality that, that you're having, whatever those days look like for you. Because each of us has our own idea of what an ideal day is. And I'm not talking about the ideal day at the spa, okay? This is not a self-care, you know, coaching session of like, take care of you. Now, we're, we're going to st stay in reality here. So I'm going to give you the first strategy that I love to use. I use this all the time. And it's making sure there are buffers in my day, in my calendar. And I know that you have appointment after appointment and you have responsibility after responsibilities, but let me tell you how you can put a buffer in your day. And yes, teachers, you can do this throughout your day too. Maybe not during every transition, but there are times that you can absolutely make this happen during your work day. You guys all can definitely make this happen during your personal day. So here's how I put buffers into my day. I was told once, that I should always have space in between my appointments. So whenever I have Zoom calls or I have meetings or I'm going somewhere, there should always be space. So this way, if something goes wrong, then uh, you know there's some leeway in there and I'm not rushing appointment to appointment. Well, that's great and, and that's fantastic. But if you're anything like me, uh, people are asking you all the time like, hey, when can you do this? Or can you go here? Or what time are you available? And you look at your calendar and you're like, okay, so this appointment gets over at 3.30. So if I get in the car right away, then I can be there by 3.45. So we can make it a four o'clock appointment. So you know what? Why don't we just make it 4.15 just in case, you know what? That's still too close. That's too close of a point. What you need to do is look at that appointment that's over at you know 3.30 and say, you know what? This is 100% not going to be done 
until 3.45. And then you know what? I don't want to rush to my car. And I don't want to worry about getting stuck at the red light. And I don't want to worry about this, this next piece. And you know what? You don't say it out loud. You don't stand there with your phone, looking at your calendar, talking out loud to the person like, okay, well, this gets over at 3.30. So I can do that. No, always at minimum, add an extra 15 minutes to your end time at the calendar and then start kind of doing that backtracking of like, okay, if I need to be there and this is what needs to happen and this is how long it gets there. Always, always assume your appointments are going to end at a minimum 15 minutes. I will tell you mine are 30 minutes. I need 30 minutes. Now I know that sounds crazy, like 30 minutes in between appointments. That doesn't mean that it's always like I took a 30 minute break. (laughs) That's not what it is. Number one, my time relies on a lot of other people being on time. I'm sure yours does too, right? So I have to figure that not everybody is going to be on time or can be, you know, on time. Sometimes there's just extenuating circumstances, right? Okay. The other thing is that gives me time to do things like that dreaded word self-care, you know, like make another cup of coffee, uh, make sure that I get up and I stretch and I move. Those are non-negotiables. Okay. Not, it's non-negotiable to take care of yourself during the day. Right. But I told you this is not a self-care coaching session. I promise it's not. If you put space in your day, you have time to think, to breathe, to move. So if you just from this point on, or just like every time I see an appointment that ends, I'm going to, on my calendar, I'm not going to consider that the end time. So let me tell you where this made the biggest difference for me. And, and hopefully this is, you're going to see how this works. Okay. My family always wants to know when am I going to be done with work? And I work at home. So it's kind of like, they don't see me working. Right. So they're like, oh, it doesn't look like you're working. So you're done. Right. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. So I used to look at my calendar and say, okay, my last appointment's done at four. So if I take a few minutes to wrap up and then if this, if this is okay, this is when I can be available for the family. And instead I now say, oh, if the appointment's over at four, the appointment's really not over till 4.30. So, and that allows me to then put space in there to be fully present for the next appointment, for that next thing. So I'm going to challenge you that as you look at your calendar going forward, as you start to set all of your big goals and all your big plans and all the things that are going to go on your calendar for the new year, that you consider putting a buffer that's a non-negotiable and never, never, never assume that something's going to end on time. And here's the thing. Worst case scenario, you got an extra 15 minutes in between your appointments. Okay. And I'll tell you those 15 minutes as a special education teacher or a parent, those 15 minutes are like glorious, right? When you don't have to hustle from one space to another, you know what? And maybe you'll get a couple emails done again. Maybe you'll take that stretch Maybe you'll go refill that, you know, water bottle. But the bottom line is you won't have to tell people, hang on one second. I got to go fill my water bottle and then I can come back to you. That's not good. That's not good. You got to have a buffer and you have to assume your appointments are always going to end later than what they are in your calendar. Okay. Second thing. And I've known this one for a while, but I'm I'm just going to say this is where I failed. This is where I failed specifically in, let's say, the last two weeks. It is just about impossible to be in a growth mode and a transition mode 
at the same time. So what that means is if you have a lot of transition things happening in your life, you have a lot of things that are changing, people coming and going, work responsibilities changing, different things changing for your child, different things that are happening, and you're continuing to try and be in growth mode, meaning it could be in work, you want to be in growth mode, or in personal life, you're like, I'm in growth mode. I need to add this goal and I'm going to challenge myself here. And I'm going to be in all of these um, kind of growth mode activities while you're trying to stay, stay like balanced on like, it feels like a teeter-totter. You're like, okay, like I'm back and forth, back and forth. I'm growing. I'm, I'm fixing. I'm growing. I'm fixing. I'm growing. I'm fixing. That is really hard. And this is where I was in, the, in this growth mode. And then a lot of transitions just happened personally with my own children, a lot of things that I'm working on behind the scenes that are for growth mode for master IEP coach, but it, it requires a lot of transitioning, like tech tools, like just stuff behind the scenes that I'm doing. And I'm trying to grow and transition at the same time. And you know what? It's, it, and then you get frustrated. You're like, I can't reach my goals. I can't do this. So I'm going to challenge you that if you are in a season of transition, that transition might be a few days, like a few days, you're gonna be like, okay, the next few days are rough. Like I am not going to add anything more to my plate. I am not going to be in growth mode. I am going to recognize that it's going to take all my energy over the next what two days, two weeks, two months. It's going to take all of my energy to stabilize myself, my family, my work responsibilities and that doesn't mean that we give up on things. That doesn't mean that if you're working on health goals, that that's your excuse to go through the drive through all the time, okay? But it does mean that maybe if you were, your goal was, you know, uh, I'm, I've already been exercising three times a week, and, but I've been meaning to go to five times a week, and I'm trying to do five times, but I'm in this transition period. Do you, do you see that? So a lot of times we're adding things in, like I'm making progress, making progress, and then it feels like we're slowing down or not making progress because we're taking care of things that are unstable, that are in the middle of transition. So I want you to recognize that if you're in one of those phases, that's, a, that's it. That's what it is. It's a phase. It's a phase. And you can get back to the big goals, the big things and all of those things. But if you recognize that you're in this transition, you can go, okay, this is what I need to do to stabilize and to not lose the ground that I've already made, but maybe I need to take a deep breath and get through whatever this is. Like, that's okay. And again, that doesn't mean that we make excuses and put off our goals forever and ever and ever. It means recognizing that sometimes it's not the right season for certain goals. And again, a season could be a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months. It doesn't have to be years and years. So goofy me, I was, I was doing all these new things in the middle of, you know, moving my daughter across the country. That was ridiculous. What was I thinking? So I had to step back and go, no, 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 no. Okay. Listen, what can I, what, what did I start that I can put on hold until I stabilize and then I can go right back to those things. And I'm excited. Actually, today is that day. Today is that day that, that it's kind of like, okay, take a deep breath. Where am I at on all of these projects, on all of my responsibilities, and how can I get back on track? Okay, so there's a third thing. 
Have you guys ever heard that? Like prioritize your day, pick the top three things that you need to get done and, and get those things done each day. Like those are your priorities. Stick to it. Just do it. Um, I'm actually going to challenge that the theory of like this top three things every day. You know what? There were many, many times when my daughter was um, not doing well medically. There's many times when just life was happening, whether it was work or personal, that three things felt like a lot because there was all these other random things that 100% had to get done. It's not like they were like these uh, priorities by choice, right? There were things that had to get done. So adding, you know, three top priorities or even naming the three top priorities felt exhausting, absolutely exhausting. So uh, pick one thing each day is my suggestion to you, when you're in these times of chaos and overwhelm, pick one thing that when you go to bed at night, you're like, okay, at least that got done. And you know what? It doesn't have to get done first thing in the morning. It can be any time during the day. What's that one thing each day that you need to get done? If you're in the season of overwhelm, you don't need your top three priority. Now I'm going to give you a kind of a bonus time management task here. Uh, you know, we all have a to-do list that's way, way too long. And it's hard to figure out what do we take off of that? <laughs> I know as special education parents and teachers, there's a lot of things on our list that we can't take off of. There's a lot of things on our list that are time sensitive. But watch how you're prioritizing those things on your list when it comes to what day they are due. Okay, so here's what I mean. We got a big long list. Everything's got like, you know, a to-do list or some or a, a timeline or something um, that, that's telling us we have to get it done by this day. And, you know, so today is Wednesday. So I'm like, I'm going to finish all the things for Wednesday and then I'll see what else I can get done. The mistake is a lot of times that people go, okay, I got everything done for Wednesday. Let me see what else is on my list. And they pick random things off the list to just get done. And some of those things are not done, not due until Friday. So it's like, okay, I did everything for Wednesday. Now I did one thing for Friday, one thing for Thursday, one thing for Saturday, one thing for next Monday. And, and that list still continues to grow. And you always feel like you're behind because Thursday comes around and you're like, okay, all right, what needs to get done today? So then you do everything for Thursday and then you go, okay, here's one thing for Saturday, one thing for Tuesday, one thing. Okay. No, if you prioritize by the due dates, you start to get ahead. So I'm going to do everything for Tuesday and then I'm going to look to Wednesday and then I'm going to look to Thursday and I'm going to stay in order. So by the time I do this for a few days, and it takes some practice to have the discipline to not just kind of do some of the things that you feel are going to only, this should only take five minutes. I'll just get it done. It never takes five minutes, guys. Come on. Come on. It never takes five minutes. That's how come we're always running, you know, like behind or we're feeling like we're behind on things. So if I do everything for Wednesday and then I go on to Thursday's list, when Thursday comes, I don't feel the pressure. So I can get the rest of Thursday done quicker and I can move on to Friday and then I can get those done. And eventually you end up a day or two or maybe even three days ahead on those timelines. So when those last minute things come in, like, hey, this really has to happen today or that emergency comes in and you gotta run to the ER. I mean, it happens, right? You gotta run to the ER or your mom calls or I don't know, the, the car broke down. When something happens, you're not running minute to minute because you prioritized your to-do list day by day and you had strong boundaries to not even work on the easy Friday stuff 
when you know that there's stuff for Thursday that you need to get done first, even though it's only Wednesday. Okay. So those are some tips that, that you can use that I promise you they work. I have tried every planner, every strategy, everything. And, and you know what? You have to find what works for you. Maybe, maybe all three of these won't work for you. And that's okay. It's not the end all and be all like this is exactly how it needs to get done. But, you know, knowing that you can absolutely, like nobody knows your calendar better than you do. Nobody knows if you add an extra 15 minutes onto an appointment and that's, that's considered your end time. So putting those buffers in that that's you, that's your, that's going to be like a secret weapon. Nobody's looking at your calendar like that. So just do it. Just add on those extra 15 minutes anytime that you can. And then giving yourself that grace and recognizing that you can't always be in growth mode and stability mode at the same time. And that it's just a phase. It's not a long-term setback. It's just a phase. It's just a season just to get stable. And, and that you're going to promise yourself to recognize, okay, a lot of things are changing right now. So I'm not going to add more on. I'm not going to punish myself for not reaching that next goal. And, and then prioritizing and not just doing random things off your to-do list, but really prioritizing what gets done today and then looking ahead tomorrow. Those three things can be lifesavers in our special education and our disability community. It can truly help you breathe. It can help you get, you know, a clear mind of what is going on. It can help you feel like uh, you're not in that pressure cooker mode all the time. I want to encourage you that um, we can continue this conversation and, and we can continue to have support in our community here, in our master IP coach community and our VIP community to make sure that we're doing not just what's right for our students who have IEPs, for our children who have IEPs, but we're doing what's right for ourselves as the caretakers, the leaders, and the educators in special education, because that's where change happens. Change happens when we get ourselves together. Change happens when we can have a clear view of what needs to happen today, tomorrow, and the next day, and the next year. But you cannot do that if you are constantly in the feeling of overwhelm. If you're ready to get surrounded by others who don't want to be overwhelmed anymore, they want better IEPs, they want a simpler process to get it done, they want to truly prepare every child for further education, employment, and independent living, you have two options to make that happen, all right? Number one is a VIP access to our Master IEP Coach Inner Circle. So if you are interested in simplifying the process for yourself, and you're tired of doing this alone, and you feel like you're on this island, and nobody gets it, and you know that life could be better, but you can't you know, do this all by yourself anymore, that's a VIP. So you have to leave a comment wherever you're watching this, and to leave, leave a comment and say VIP. If you are listening to this on the podcast, you can email hello at masteriepcoach.com and just say, I, I need the VIP information. All right. That'll get you into our VIP inner circle. But if you want to take this next level, if you're like, you know what? I want that change. And gosh, darn it. I want to help others change too. 
I'm ready to be a leader in special education. I want to help myself at the IEP table and I want to help others. I want to not only just make a difference for me and my children or my students that I impact, but I truly want to be a leader in this community. That's becoming a master IEP coach. And we have an amazing master IEP coach mentorship conference coming up in January. You need to put the word coach underneath wherever you're watching this or email it to us. Email say, hey, I need information on being a coach. I need into the mentorship because I, not only am I ready to stop doing this by myself, but I want to do this to help others. I want to make change for myself and I want to help others. Of course, too, if you are listening to this on the podcast, please hop over and leave a five-star review on iTunes. It makes such a difference. Every time we get a review, it helps more parents and teachers find the strategies that they need to bring to the IEP table so they can help prepare every child for further education, employment, and independent living. I'll talk to you guys next time.